Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Learning disabled early death, learning disabilities and mental health, our brains good at math, get good feedback, use the research, and dyscalculia in the papers. This is our podcast for week 37 in 2022, and we welcome Dr. Further, the founder of Dyscalculia Services, helps to be asked to review the list of this week. Welcome, Dr. Further. Welcome. It's always great to see you back. We have wonderful links as usual that we do want your perspective on, and the first one is uh, depressing. It talks about learning disabilities causing an early death. How about that? Yes, 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 it is a serious um, uh, statistic, and, and it's published here by uh, Ian Hamilton and Georgina Hayes. And yes, indeed, children with a learning disability in Scotland are more likely to die at an earlier age, uh, and it might even be some treatable causes for reports is found. So this is the, the, the data are assembled by the Scottish Learning Disability Observatory, so SLDO, and the study found that um, almost a third of these deaths might have been avoidable. Now, previous research has found that adults with a learning disability, and uh, very often here we talk about combined learning disabilities that are um, very influential in their life, they were twice as likely to die from a preventable illness. And they link this uh, to uh, children and, and young people with a number of factors, and, and they mentioned that uh, these people experience challenging uh, to access high quality healthcare, and that might be uh, linked to communication barriers during health appointments. So it's not so much that um, the health uh, providers didn't want to help them. But it's, it's difficult to communicate, and they don't get the whole picture, so to say. So lack of awareness also on the specific healthcare needs of young people with learning disabilities. And another key issue they uh, raised in the study, and that was uh, also um, at this BBC Scotland uh, broadcasted, is uh, what they could have dubbed diagnostic overshadowing. Now, what is that? Some clinicians may um, wrongly assume that symptoms of an illness might be related to the person's learning disability. So that, that's not something new that, it's, that they need to treat, but that it was linked to what they already had, and that was kind of um, there for a long time, and they do not pick it up. Uh, as a specific health problem. And therefore, it does not always get treatment, right? Now, these issues are not necessarily there when you have dyscalculia. That's another thing, right? Or dyslexia. But they are real when you have uh, more complex 
communicate well uh, with your health provider or that you maybe ask the help of uh, a family member or uh, another adult who, uh, who can be uh, kind of the translator um, for the person with the learning disability or with a health I would agree. I mean, I do not have a learning disability, but uh, doing the annual open enrollment or signing up for Medicare is quite the challenge. Absolutely. Uh, you, can, uh, you can use a specialist to help you out there. Yes. Now, the next link is about learning disabilities and mental health. Does it have an impact uh, on each other? Absolutely. And that's kind of linked to the previous uh, previous message. It is, it is known that people with a learning disability very frequently also struggle with mental health changes, challenges, and one influences the other very often. Now, um, the good people at uh, Sunshine Behavioral Health uh, have put a handy guide together with resources that may help you, and it's very, very useful. The link is on, on the website under the article. Now, they list uh, the background of learning disabilities, why they can lead to mental health uh, challenges also. And for some of those, it is um, easily understandable if you struggle in school every day, that is not very good for your self-esteem, right. so to say. Right. But it's not only that, and they actually uh, give a list of examples from mental health issues related to learning disabilities. So an example that they mentioned there is uh, that uh, children with learning disabilities are around 30% more likely to be bullied then they're non-disabled peers. Okay, they might have sense. trouble yeah. talking back. Um, next, they give some options for help. Like, obviously, seek professional help. And they list some things you can also do to help yourself. For example, connect with people you can trust. Talk about what you're facing, what your feelings are. Um, and bottling up your... Um, negative feelings can make the health problems worse. Um, but talking about what you're feeling can actually alleviate stress and anxiety. So that's very important. Sharing your struggles can help also make your family members and friends uh, be more aware of what you're experiencing. So they can they can offer practical help because often. Um, they they are ready to they, they want to help but they do not always know why so um, open up and and share those things and uh, I also feel that uh, everything that I read in this link is something that all educators and and specifically special ed teachers uh, need to know and, and be, be mindful of. Good 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 good. The uh, now the next link asked uh, they put the the question on the table, are old brains good for math? Let's start with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the short answer is yes, or actually almost always yes. That's but, a big um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and, and the subtitle that you immediately see here uh, is that math provokes dread, dreadful feelings in so many people. Is that really necessary? And their suggestion is that we could think about redesigning our math education so that it supports 
learning and the interest in, in learning. So um, this is a longer uh, story, uh, but it's presented very well in this article from uh, Nonfield.us. Um, also, they have very good references that are easily accessible, or at least abstracts of those uh, references, because you know, I, I always try to um, read things in their uh, original uh, source. Um, they also link to an article that's called the Mouth Anxiety Performance Link, and that's a global phenomenon, also a very interesting thing that they, they bring up uh, there. Uh, they, they definitely go over various studies that show um, that um, almost all people have an innate capability to estimate numbers. And they also refer to studies that show what people uh, can, uh, can do to increase their mouth performance by practicing estimation. And they then give their view that people in, in the Western world over here uh, may often say, oh, I'm not good at math, as if it's a personality trait. And, and they, go, they go in on a way that is uh, taught in the U.S. that might be linked. So, like I said, a rather long uh, link, but very interesting. Uh, and, and the main point that they say here, that uh, all otherwise healthy brains with intact connectivity can learn to do math, um, and that's a very reassuring positive message. Good. I'm, I'm absolutely reassured now. Our, our next link asked us to give good feedback uh, with using research. So what's that? Well, in the recent years, uh, research has confirmed that most teachers actually uh, already knew um, Giving students meaningful feedback can greatly enhance uh, learning and improve their, uh, their student achievement. So here, this is about uh, a link to the work of Professor James Pennebaker from the University of Texas at Austin here nearby. And uh, he has been researching the benefits of frequent testing and the feedback it leads to. And he explains that in the history study of learning, the role of feedback has always been uh, central. Now, uh, there is a uh, wonderful visual that goes with this link that I would say should go in all teachers' prep rooms. Uh -huh. And, well, the first thing that most teachers now already know is be as specific as possible. But also, the feedback is more effective if you give it shortly after the work. So the sooner the better. Also address the, your student's uh, progress towards a goal. So it's not this static point where he or she is right now, but emphasize that it's on, 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 okay. uh, on your path, on okay. your path to that goal be mindful that your feedback is not too um, uh, too often because sometimes students may may feel that you are too much on their case. Right. So you, you need to, to have an eye for that. Um, and obviously you want to involve the learners in the process.
Okay, this is one of those. Those are all, all things from tips. research that, that yeah. teachers can apply. Those five tips are, are really uh, research-based and effective. All of them. Now, it, it brings us already to our last uh, link for the week, and it says, this Kokuya in the papers. What's that? Well, this uh, story is gone uh, viral over the internet. I've seen it pop up on, on very social media. And um, I visited the news locally and internationally. It is uh, about a uh, musician, Iona Bain, 34, in uh, Oxford Educated. And uh, she is behind a, a really popular and award-winning uh, blog. It's called Young Money Blog. And uh, it's very uh, remarkable because she herself uh, struggles with um, basic calculations and mental math. She has dyscalculia herself. She has dyscalculia and she runs a money blog. Right. That is amazing. Yeah. So I first read it. Uh, in a new, uh, UK newspaper, but it's gone all over the world since then. I think it's really great. Um, and also it's, it's a story that um, can not only help the awareness of dyscalculia, but it can help young people manage their finance, because that's a big thing. Now, I have to say, she works together with the bite size, which might not be available in every region around the world. But um, uh, you can just uh, directly go to her own blog, moneyblog.co.uk, and okay. uh, find her information. Interesting. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for coming in this week. Always interesting to hear your views on the uh, on the links that we publish on our website, Distalculia Headlines. Dr. Schroeder, obviously, the founder of Distalculia Services, and you can follow her. She's all over the uh, interwebs with her passion and her desire to get more tutors for children with dyscalculia. Read all about it at dyscalculiatutortraining.org. Dyscalculia Headlines Weekly is a production from dyscalculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at dyscalculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at dyscalculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Dyscalculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.